This week in league, Mitchell Pearce shows how completely he's adapted to life as a knight as he ducks his head like the best of them. Wayne is the rain and GI is the plane as Greg calls time on his career. Nene McDonald graduates the Shunter School of Conditioning and begins at the Dugan School of Whistle Recovery. Plus, we look ahead to round six of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 314 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Or, as my daughter says, Daddy's Naughty Words Show with his Naughty Words friend. Yes. <laughs> and like, I mean, honestly, even if you've only been around for one week, you would understand how appropriate that <laughs> that description would be. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the mouths of uh, seven-year-olds. Um, Tottenham man. I'm sad. Why are you sad? Well, you fucking... Well, you lost the Titans. You fucking any, any other reason? Oh, yeah, multiple, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure, of, was it last week or the week before, or maybe it's every week, that I've been saying, wow, I just can't see where the first win for the Titans will come from. <laughs> yeah. But I'd just I'd, like to say... I was fucking depressed, man. Do you know how depressed I was? How depressed? I started to think... That Lincoln Park was a good band. <laughs> That's how depressed I was. I oh, saw so you, you, you were uh, running like numb over and over. Yeah. Or, or, or one of their, like, because their, their career was very much like the West Tigers, in fact, where, like, whatever you think of their musical output overall, the strongest material was at the start. <laughs> and, then, and then it was just a steady downward trajectory. <laughs> Did they have more than one song? Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah, they was did. it the same, like the same melody with just different words on it? That's that's progressively that's what it became. Yes, there was definitely a style that they became towards the end, which was always like, which was like the one song that you skipped on the earliest, <laughs> and then they started just doing all of that shit. It all sounded exact. Well, it's like Bon Jovi. I mean, you know, all their stuff now sounds exact. Like they had like you know the like the Have a Nice Day and you know This Is Our House. They're all a fucking same song now. Yeah, like they've, they've they actually established a formula that they could sell a fucking you know millions of. Yeah, but John Bond's not, you know. Angry at dad because he wouldn't let him go out. And, he was, and then he became the dad. And <laughs> reality of life, he's got to provide, so he's just got to keep banging out. This is our house, and you know, yeah, sell it to as many people as he can. No, I, I was sad and fucking. Then I went through the stages, and I got the anger. Yep, I take it out on like I've got a little a receptacle. No, what? oh <laughs> no, well, the, no. The first stage of just passive aggressive shit. Like, what's that thing you put in Facebook group? Whose nana did you fuck on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's guiltless she been left hanging up here or what? Sink, no. Um no, I've got a little robot vacuum yeah. that cleans my house. A Roomba? No, uh, it's a Samsung. Oh look, an Aldi an Aldi version. No, um and a Roomba. I'd cooked dinner and there were crumbs all over the bench. Yeah. And I didn't wipe them into my hand, I just swept them onto the floor and made the robot pick them up. So Yeah, well fair enough. I'm not saying like I I don't condone slavery, but I understand it. And you know, if you're going to enslave something, then you know, robots is is anything until they until, until they, the, the until, uprising until, until the uprising, and then you know, <laughs> and then who gives a fuck? Because we'll be all plugged into the Matrix anyway. 
Which is not that bad. I mean, yeah, it's been dancing, dancing around to stupid, dirty people raves <laughs> <laughs> in the bowels of the fucking dump. <laughs> oh, that sounds good to me. A rave in a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and getting chased by fucking metal squids. Hey, you know what I want to do? I want to take pingers with a thousand ibis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, news this week. I was going to say sad news, but I mean, it's not, it's not sad. I don't even, I don't even care. GI retired. Uh, obviously, you know, a fantastic player. Speculation has been rife over... Well, particularly the last seven days, you could see a building of all these things like, you know, this friend of his said, you know, you should retire. This friend, he said, oh, you know, you shouldn't retire because, you know, you retired a very long time. And what's the saying? You know, four months or something, your body feels great and you're like, I could do it again. Great. Come back. Blah, 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 blah. Um, he's retired anyway on Monday. Yesterday, as we record the show, he uh, had a press conference there and uh, he has uh, shortened his career or ended it two years earlier than he would have uh, originally anticipated or was contracted for mm. and uh yeah i mean obviously fantastic player one of the greatest you know when and when players retire obviously then the the retrospectives you know come out and people start assessing the the, you know, the fullness of their career and their accomplishments and where they stack up you know with everybody else in the game you know in their position or you know overall or whatever and you have to say i mean you know he's a you know, tremendous player in both in in the in the centers and at fullback uh yeah, the you know the early days he had like the the skinny GI days, where and then he had like the I don't want to say fat GI days, but you know bulked up GI days because they ma- weren't all fat. I made this call about GI years ago with Twitter people, and then on the show a little while back. But can you imagine what GI would have done if he had a Cooper Cronk level? Dedication to you know conditioning yeah, and yeah. diet and or just get, or getting the best out of what he was what he was yeah, given yeah yeah like there's there's that old thing you know you've got you got effort players and you've got talent players mm-hmm. GI was firmly in the talent thing and given and you know blessed with you know supreme level of fucking you know talent yeah yeah, yeah. but the the scariest thought in all this for me is that. Well, I'm I'm almost glad that we never got to see effort plus talent. Di. Well, yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it would have mattered so much because they were winning anyway. Yeah, they were in state of origin. Level. I know. So, but just imagine Greg Inglis coming back round one from a preseason, absolutely fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, can can run faster than he did last season because he'd been supplementing with these fucking Brazilian. You know, aborted Zika fetuses. <laughs> I don't think that'd do the body that good, to be honest. <laughs> You're terrible at supplementation. <laughs> It'd be great until the first time he copped a crusher tackle. <laughs> Things had came in and been fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, there's fucking blood and everything just like coming out of every orifice. Um, yeah. But, uh, Fuck you, Brazilian Stephen Dank. I did, I, the. Now he is being given. Like, so what's going to happen is he's he's retiring immediately. He's not being paid out by the by the rabbits, mm-hmm. and he will then transition into a role like ambassadorial sort of role and everything, yep. getting three hundred grand a year, and then that's going to get topped up by someone like the NRL or someone else for doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And I have to say, I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, I've seen a lot of shit online about... I, 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 one, one thing I will say, I, I think it does open a fucking can of worms in terms of like a, potential loopholes in the future. Um, and mm-hmm. so it probably will be shut down. Yep. But I've seen a lot of people, particularly Manly fans, like relating it to the situation with um, Brett Stewart and um, and Matai, like, you know, medical retirement, and then Watmo with the Eels as well. Yep. And at the end of the day, those players were paid out. Yes. Their contracts, so it's a that, that alone makes it a completely different situation. He's not he's he's leaving one and a half million on the table, yes, and not getting paid that. Yep, and then he, and but but the only thing that you know could be a bit iffy is the fact that he's you know, instantly you know, been transitioned into a into another job, was paying a lot of money, and that could conceivably in the future be a loophole whereby, let's say Darius Boyd for argument's sake, not injured. But clearly, fucking past it, yep. and has a couple of years left on a on a deal to be paid. Out, you know, to and they turn him into an ambassador. Could they say, "Listen, you're fucking shit. You're going to get dropped down to Tweed or whatever the Reggies, you know, or sorry, you know, Redcliffe or yep. you know, East or Ipswich or whatever." Yep. So that's on the table, mm-hmm. or you could control your own destiny and retire and be an ambassador, and we will pay you. 300 G's yes. to be an ambassador slash coaching assistant, whatever. And then you be top, you can be a coaching assistant at the club and then you'll be topped up, you know, X amount by the end. You know, we, we'll uh, get you an ambassadorial role yes, as well. Yes, it definitely does open up loopholes. However, I would assume that the ambassador goes towards the back office salary cap that will be in place. I, I the way I, th- I thought it was more like a a role with Souths, and then on top of that, a further ambassadorial thing for the NRL. Yeah. On top. Yeah. Which, he'd be, which he wouldn't be doing work for Souths. No. He'd be doing his thing for Souths, but then he'd be doing his you know overall, which would be a separate thing, which yep. wouldn't that wouldn't go against Souths at all. Yeah, and here's the thing, I'm I'm channeling the you know noted and and well respected modern-day philosopher, Dave Chappelle. Okay. When I say we need to learn to accept some imperfect allies. (laughs) So all the misgivings and, you know, G.I.'s had had his fucking DUI stuff last year. You know, he's made some mistakes. He's made some poor choices. Mm -hmm. And and these are all in the past before this modern day of the NRL clamping down on it. Yes. So it didn't happen. But- you know, the work that he can potentially do in Indigenous communities, especially. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, that the the pros outweigh potential cons of the past. You know? I don't think every player that wants to yeah, medically I, retire. I, yeah, and, I, I and, have no problem. I have no problem with it in terms of his past. And this is the thing, though. This comes down to the fact that life isn't fair and that there are no Jews in the NBA. Right? Yeah. Like you said, Greg Inglis was blessed yep. with a fucking unholy amount of natural talent for the mm-hmm. game. Yep. He happens to be an Indigenous Australian mm-hmm. with strong ties to his community. Mm-hmm. That's why he's got yeah. you know, this this um, current role. Every player yeah. that wants to medically retire, like Darius, 
isn't of that worth. He's not of that value. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's proven that he's yeah. not, yeah. So, yeah. However, but he still could, he could still get a job in the office because like this, like yeah, you talk about, that, that, that's not a back office cap. Mm. It's like a football department cap, but they could say he's just fucking, he's servicing he's NR, NRMA clients or something like that, you know, some sort of liaison there and pay him fucking million dollars or some, you know, yeah, some bullshit could. fee. And um, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be a problem. At, they definitely could. I, I would assume the NRL is smart enough to have something in that about market rates for roles. Let me just stop you right there. <laughs> you you would assume the NRL are smart. No, no, you can't assume for the that. same Not way anymore. that they they have market value for players on salary. That you yeah, can't. yeah, but there's no such thing as market value on some fucking corporate dude that's off the. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be. 100%. Nothing that they can enforce though. They can do football department stuff and players, mm. but they can't. They can't tell the the Brisbane Broncos how much they want to pay a, like a marketing well, then, executive or some. Then bullshit. they would reserve the right to because it's Broncos. Broncos they're private. They're a private company. There's no. Yeah. But then they would reserve the right to, you know, um, tack that onto their salary cap. Yeah, but I mean, I'm hoping they're fucking smart enough. So yes, what I'm saying is, I, I believe that they'll clamp it down pretty quickly because I mean, there hasn't been balls. there hasn't been another situation happen like with the the rot that the fucking dragons pulled with Gaznia. No, where they right. paid him nothing the first year he was like there, massively back ended thing, and then he retired, and then you know to win won the premiership, pinch it for a premiership, yeah. retires, then they've paid nothing for a fucking world class centre. Yeah, you know, that's it. Um, but do you, you know the other thing. Look at so look at medical retirements. Yep. Right. So you've you had. Um, what mail was the last high profile? Yep. One? Yep. The rest of them that happen are really like um Brown for the Panthers. Yeah. He ruptured his bowel. Yep. Which is that's in the fucking, fucking hideous like. <laughs> well, that's in the rosy batty level of irony. <laughs> that's. Um. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, bitch should have changed your name to Rosie Nerf Bat. <laughs> well, you know, how about non-violence altogether? Like, daffodil. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie Sponge Cake. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think medical retirement is as frequent enough of an issue and then especially of high-profile players, that, that it'll warrant. Yeah, and I mean, like, and Ingles didn't warrant a medical retirement either. He's just a, he's just a player who's just fucking broken down over 10 years of highest-level representative, yeah. everything, blah, blah, blah. It's not like he's, he picked up some kind of incurable fucking injury yeah. last three weeks ago That's or whatever. Well, you know, I um, mean- The other question I've seen bandied around a lot is how is this different to Robbie Farrer? And why is it okay for English to yeah. do it and not- His was back at a time when a contract was being negotiated, though, for the future, and that was an inducement to- yeah, yeah, That is the answer. So, so, so Tigers fans, push the tampon back in, mate. <laughs> Let go of the ripcord because <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> and we don't need a mess. <laughs> So yeah, so like I can I can I can appreciate that it's, um that while it's different to all of the cases that other people have been banding around is like whatabouts, yeah, um it does still open potential ability for clubs, especially ones with rich corporate partners, to kind of you know finesse to free up some cap space for a yeah. large back end deal on a player, etc. Yep, but you know the real the real story is Ingles was a fantastic player. Um, you know, certainly, you know, one of the one of the greatest, you know, state of origin players. I really um, enjoyed him being at the Rabbits where I could and you know, I don't have 
the same sort of ingrained Melbourne haters you do. I just hate yeah. them because they were well, fucking chap kit. Cap cheating. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, your, your team's never had a head-to-head rival yeah. with them. You know. um, they always flog us, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it 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 was really nice when he went to South. Yeah, to see him, you know, outside of that den of country that yeah yeah that was Melbourne. So yeah, agreed. And um, yeah, it's funny. They always talk about like Mal Meninga's got to be fucking immortal, right? Mm. I mean, English is fucking better than him, though. I mean, like, apart from the fact he didn't kick goals. Yeah. Every other aspect of play, I think he fucking had him easily. Easily. And none of my family members have ever told me that Greg Inglis cheats at Euchre. Well, his brother didn't kill no one, neither. <laughs> I mean, let's see if, we, you know, while we're... <laughs> I mean, if, we wanna, if we're trying to, like, run this shit down and compare apples with apples... <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, <laughs> I feel like it would have been brought up in the media by now if it had happened. Look, yeah, and in the same lines of my comment about imagine an Inglis that was just one track minded about physical yeah. fitness. Imagine a Meninga in the modern game mm-hmm. with with all of that around him playing a professional sport. Yeah, because he was a copper. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of it's like kind of about as bad as it gets, right? <laughs> well, imagine if without him covering front. up anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, yeah, done that, done that, done that, done that. Oh, so Cam Smith. Speaking of cunts, segueing from Malmeninga, <laughs> Cam Smith broke the points record finally. Um, he, the record, of course, was uh, held previously by Hazem Al Masri and uh, and uh, Cameron Smith drew level at twenty four eighteen, and then you know passed through the course of the game. And uh, <clears throat> look, you know, it's a great achievement. However, I would say I don't have all the stats in front of me, but I would I would say that it's a testament to Cam Smith's durability and longevity in the game, rather than his incredible point scoring ability and feats. Yes. I think it's more, I think it's taken place over a tremendously much longer period of time. I I would suggest that the only sports in which highest points or points equivalent matters mm-hmm. is basketball, uh cricket. Obviously not even cricket then because half the team aren't yeah, you know, um career batsmen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they're just there for fucking warm bodies. That's um, what you're saying. There should be one like a, there should be a category for those for those who've never kicked a goal in their life, with the with with some asterisk exceptions there, like their their last game when they get the obligatory shot, yeah, you know, for the it. last try scored or whatever. Well, but even even that, you know, you yeah. would suggest a, a proportionate number of tries are scored by centres and wingers. Yeah, Beaver would be up there though. You know, yeah, Beaver would, but I'm yeah. saying, yeah, you know, but a, mostly, yeah, it a would, prop, yeah. Yeah, prop's not gonna. He's, n- yeah. he's never there for, yeah. you know the, the highest well, scorer. So you know, lay off the fucking Lamingtons and and maybe try and play for a backline spot. <laughs> and <laughs> you could be a GI, like a beast down the centres. I'll I'll tell you why, my my final piece of categorical proof <laughs> of why highest point scorer doesn't matter why is that because Cam Smith holds it I can't I can't remember where it was posted it was it Twitter might have been the Facebook group somebody said and this rung true to me said 
he's only holding the spot warm for Jared Croker. Yeah. And he's about, what, 200 behind or something? Yeah. And he's still plenty young enough. That yes. He he's should, he he's should. got like five seasons yeah. and, left in him. And, you know, his, Cam Smith will certainly, you know, increase his lead over, over the course of this season. But I dare say Croker would narrow the gap between those two. Yes. Over over the course of this season, yeah, and he pretty, I, I wouldn't imagine he'd, he'd catch him, but I mean, I think he could easily take you know 50 60 off yep. that lead. That's yeah. it. And so, here we are now talking about a in two years' time it's- prestigious award where Jared Croker is the highest point scorer, yeah. So, well, he, he can kick a goal, I guess. <laughs> With tears through his eyes and shit, I mean, like, okay. If we're gonna we're gonna boil it down, who's greater? Then yeah, Hazim Almazri, who I can't think of anything to say about him, versus the person who's just usurped him, Cam Smith, got that fucking barb barb harping on him, you know, outside of footy training, just like fuck. Did you see his, the photo they put in of her? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and um, and then you've got Croker, who he's kicked all of his points through fucking like. Teary eyes, so that's some sort of handicap. So who's so who's handicap yeah, is true. more? Who you know? Maybe Croker does. You know, that's does, true. does uh, maybe he's already should be the record holder. You know, if you put like a handicap system in place, mm, he is so, indeed handicapped. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's seeing four goalposts each time. Yes. It's fucking miracle he even gets one of them over. Yeah. Um, but the best thing that came out of that Cam Smith thing, you see the video from Hazem El Masri. Oh. Fuck, you're kidding me. You didn't see it? No. I'll have to show you when we finish recording. Okay. But it was like a video of like him and he was amazed in a lounge room watching it going like the, the kick goes over and they're like clapping and they get up <laughs> and they go outside. He's like, God damn it. Fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> and he's just like cursing him out in the, like the back patio area of the house. He goes out through the sliding doors and they got the TV. He chucks the TV on the ground, starts stopping on the flat screen TV. <laughs> And then he said, "Then he's like, you know, congratulations, mate. You know, blah blah. blah. And then, he, then he does the gracious thing. Yeah. And then he's just like, you know, turns around and starts stomping on the TV again. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. It was out, pumped out through. Uh, I saw it pumped out by the the Bulldogs Twitter. And uh, that is some uh, finally some some fucking good content. That is. I I, I I lie. I mean, like they they have been getting better, and it hasn't been pretty good year, this year. Yeah. So far with the social media content, but uh, that was another excellent example of. Um, do you want to talk about the referees stopping the, the games and whatnot? We can talk about that in the actual game itself. Yeah. Either way, fucking sort yourselves out, cunts. I mean, like, I, I hate to I hate to agree with someone like Phil Gould, but I think he said something about referees are so, they've been trained to be so hung up on the process of everything that, like, they've lost the feel for the game. Yeah. Whereas, like, who cares what the process is? You can fucking clearly see. Yeah, the cunts like, legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so fucking stop the game, for God's sakes, you know. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll get to that anyway. Yep. Righto, recaps. Thursday night, the West Tigers, 22, defeat the Broncos, 16, Suncorp Stadium, just under 24,500 in attendance. The Tigers, 22, came from tries to Garner, Eisenhuth, and Michael Cheekham. Masters come back with three of three conversions and two of two penalty goals to uh, somewhat make up for his diabolical performance uh, the previous week. Broncos, 16. Has tries- tried to rip his face off and see if it's Tim Simona wearing a mask? 
I don't know. It's fucking dead set. That cunt had money on Penrith the week before. <laughs> you were one of those social media trolls that were smashing him on Instagram, accusing him of match fixing and oh, really? probably being racist as well. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I saw an article about it today. Um, and this was here. He answered the critics with this, you know, blah, blah, this disgusting, blah, blah, social yeah. blah. Um, the Broncos 16 tries to uh, Gillett and Nicarima. Osako, two of two conversions and two of two penalty goals. Fuck, I feel sorry for Matt Gillett. Why? Trying his fucking guts out. Oh, fuck him. No. Mate, I've said a long time, he's probably on par with Luke Lewis as a complete footballer of of the modern era. Luke Lewis could tackle, though. Yeah. Gillett can tackle. Yeah. I've seen times when he couldn't make a fucking tackle to save his life. Everyone misses. I mean, he's against a fucking great player like Steve Mano, but still. Um, You know, obviously all the talk about this game was was about the end. Yeah. And it was about two very different sets of probably equally diabolical. Two very the same sets setting up for field goals (laughs) and saved by one piece of individual brilliance, probably mixed in with a a heavy dash of luck. Also, five pieces of individual... (laughs) Bronco, five pieces of Brisbane shit. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Led by Mr. Fucking Hanky himself, Darius Boyd. <laughs> That's it. He's no longer fluffy now. He's Mr. Hanky. <laughs> the players run and do it. It's a one-on-one situation. Cover, you know, cover, cover defense. The tackle needs to be made. Howdy <laughs> Straight in for a try. Well, gee, Michael, you look like you need to get off your nudie run. <laughs> I think I slipped on a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even before that, yeah. the set with Brisbane setting up. The fucking worst. They started that set like- Jesus. Like close. Yeah. They were they were in the position where they were playing the ball like on the 30 and it was that easy, just dish it out the back to, the, to someone standing on the 40 and just bash over the simplest of field goals without any pressure. And the issue was that ball- Milford could and probably should have taken that pass mm-hmm. and he didn't even lift his fucking arms. Mm-hmm. He just watched it sail past him. Yep. I don't know if it's just no awareness. I don't know if he mind blanks. I don't know but if that he- was like a collective like the 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 you know, there's the like Osako's done it before as well. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. You know, like if he's going to be the guy, then and you know that's great. He can he can get in the locker room afterwards and and yep. you know get Milford to fucking suck his balls for not being clutch. That's fine, but be the guy on the field, the first choice every time to take. Yeah. The, you know, be that first choice. Yeah, Don't be it. the guy when you know just when Milford fucking starts hiding behind yeah. a blade of grass so he doesn't get the ball. Be the guy and put your hand up and get in there and fucking get ready to take it. It just seemed that both of them tried to be too clever. Like even when the Tigers got down the other end. They tried to do the old, you know, switcheroo. Like, you know, Penrith were famous for it mm. when they went out to Maloney. Yep. And then he was covered. Yeah, so, so he that- flicked back out to Cleary. Yep. And, and this was last year. Yep. The year before. Fuck, I forget. Um, but still the best way is, as Corey Norman showed us, two weeks in a fucking row to have the person taking the field goal set up really? deep. Yeah. You know? And- in their range. That's it. And for them to take the attempt. 
Yep. Like none of this fucking pass. Oh, and no. get them to chuck it out like, you know, 20 meters back. So yep. so they've got to fucking run yeah. a marathon before they can even think of trying to stop you taking yeah. a shot. You've got all the time in the world. That's it. Yeah. Unless you're at the, uh, the absolute limit of your range or whatever, and you, by necessity, it has to be taken from a shorter, you know, distance from the defense. Yeah. But, well, then you but when what? you've got, but when you're set up and like you know you're you've got the your pigs rolling up to the twenty center field, yeah, you can everyone kicks them from the forty. And in in that situation, if you're at the the center of your range, yep. the smart move is, and this is what you see the fucking Cooper Cronks of the world do. If if you're not going to kick the field goal, don't make the attempt. Yeah, yep. Put it into a fucking corner. Yep. Well, Especially corner. if you if you don't have like the Cherry Evans thing where he can he can kick them equally well off both feet, so he can sort of do that step and then kick yeah. it left footed and still yeah. you know still have a uh, a chance of getting it over. That's it. But um yeah man, but th- this is in a fucking competition that has the Gold Coast Titans and and the Canterbury Bulldogs this season, mm. the Broncos have the fucking worst spine, <laughs> a spine of a fucking yeah. amoeba this year. It- On paper. McCulloch's done the job for years. Fucking solid, solid guy. Darius Boyd, you know, try, try scoring us, you know, origin, you know, blah, blah. And then, you know, obviously hyped up Milford. Tell you what, uh, fucking Nick he Rimm. should have been given the loudest tributes on GI's career when he announced it. Well, I mean, well, fuck every try he scored was yeah. pretty much because of GI. That's why GI smashing a couple of royalties. <laughs> because Darius pays him fucking residuals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the, I mean, for a, a spine, you know, of round five of the season, yeah, they are fucking awful. McCulloch, I said, I said, like you know, been there a long time, solid. He's fucking cooked. This is some of the options he was taking. Yeah. Even when they'd be constructing sets and they'd have guys lined up to the left, ready, they'd be sort of you know just to the right of the upright. Yep. The sets were all they're stacking guys on the left, and ultimately you know that tackle three or whatever you you're swinging it that way. Yep. It, Go himself, throw it out to the fucking blind side. What the fuck is like? Yeah. What is Seabold telling these cunts? Obviously, he expects him to. You know, the whole Be game Damien plan is predicated Cook. off Damien Cook. Be Damien Cook. Just. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's fucking. He he's a, a fucking liability. And then you've got Boyd, and like we don't need to spend any more time talking about what a liability he is. And again, he proved that with another spectacular fucking non-attempt at making a tackle when the when the tackle needed to be made. I don't know if it's because I watched it in slow mo. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm thinking about all the times that I've fallen over. Yeah. On grass. Yeah. I don't know if my legs bent. I might be wrong. But normally, when you fall over, it's because you're running and you go to change direction, and your feet just come out. And your feet because come you're out. not wearing fucking tags. No. Yeah. But oh yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Maybe mm. he just does got caught in, and that's why his legs bent. Yeah. But I'm saying like he's. It's it was almost like a fucking planned fall. But it's even like the the, the useless cancer. I don't even remember who it was that he beat. Like in that little cluster that were was around him back where he made the line break. I mean, even those guys, I mean, at the very least, if he's going to go through, they could have at least created some sort of a channel in which he has no option but to spit out directly at Boyd who yeah. then makes the tackle. Yeah. But, but that said, it was equally as fucked. I mean, they came down to the play in which they were looking like they were going to, you know, have yep. the field goal attempt and- not a chance, and it was only through individual brilliance, poor defence, and a dash of luck. 
because yeah. he only just got there too. You yeah. Know? Like, I mean, you say what you want about the, the Boyd missed tackle, but they eventually got him and, you know, it was almost that situation where it was close to the double movement. He was that close yeah. to not getting there. Yeah. And so there was like, you know, there, was, there, was, there was a lot of sprinklings of, you know, good fortune and whatever you want to call it. But without that individual brilliance to just say, fuck it and try and go for it. Yeah, yeah. There's enough there, I think. You're looking at those two teams, there's enough for the Tigers to build on. You know? Yeah, well, but the other thing um, as well, I mean, is the Tigers capitulated badly in that game. I mean, they had they had that game well in hand at like sixteen yes. eight or whatever it was, with you know not a great deal of time left, and yeah. they let the Broncos way back into it. They certainly did. Um, but you know, Reynolds is is doing what Reynolds does. Mm. He yeah, he, he just seems to me to be like a great work, club man, a working class Thurston. You know how Thurston would do that thing <laughs> where he was just he he was he was like a um, I don't know, a, like a, a pug on meth, you know? <laughs> like, you're just fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um, and and Reynolds, to me, you know, he's tempered that and he's got the same level of enthusiasm and intensity. A fraction of the talent. But a fraction of the talent. But he's also got a lot of stupidity out of his game. Well, he's not tripping people every week. He's and, not tripping people. He's and, not I'm not no- and I'm not noticing him... Giving away a ton of penalties either. Yeah. And that little short kicking game he's developed. Mm. Like, he always had a decent kicking game, but yeah. now. So it's, uh, yeah. Mm. But I think both, both. I mean, the Tigers very happy to get the win, no doubt. They needed it. I mean, they yep. kind of fell in a hole after starting the season well. Um, but, you know, it wasn't that, that win, I don't think, apart from like the emotional, you know, euphoric thing of uh, last second try, yep. you know, by, you know, against the odds by a player. Take that out of it, and it's barely the other side of the coin to the week before. Yeah, losing correct. a fucking shit fest to you know to the Panthers. So, you know, both sides have a lot to work on. But yeah, I tell you, it does, it does it does warm the heart to see the three Queensland teams in the bottom four. Yes, and what a shame that the fucking dogs could not get their shit together to give us the the trifecta propping up the entire table. Well, what for probably the first time in history. What do you expect when there's a fucking Queenslander running their team around? Yeah. Yep. Okay, what do we got here? The uh I mate Chewy on uh on Twitter I said uh Boyd you he's t- look Chewy got permanently deleted from Twitter. He's only there through fucking magic and witchcraft. <laughs> like like when you were permanently banned from Twitter, it's amazing the shit they'll catch you trying to do, trying to sign sign back up. Fucking oath it is. It's it's impressive, believe me. Yeah. I mean, and he's he's managed to claw his way back. Then he directly tags the Broncos in this tweet, like he wants to get fucking <laughs> xed off again. Boyd, you useless fucking cum guzzling piece of shit. <laughs> Put your goddamn body on the line, you gutless cunt. I refuse to watch the Broncos again until Boyd is sacked. Utter fucking disgusted the way you were playing as a so called team this year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out to the Broncos account who, uh, who obviously don't have a block and report policy. Um, good on you for taking that very constructive criticism. Or are just okay with the truth. Or well, they've already blocked him and they didn't see it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Twitter's getting people now. They're ta- they're tagging people just who call other people cunts. Yeah, in their tweets, friendly or no. No, hang on, it's not. It's not cunts, is it? Can't. Yeah. Really? Yeah, pretty Fuck. sure. Um, yeah, they tried to fucking. They tried to hit us with that shit. 
Oh, that's right. I call him Chapo a cunt. Well, not even calling, not calling him a cunt, just using that word in a tweet that was actually a fairly friendly tweet. Yeah. And so that that's and you know they give you the option when you get when you get the suspended, it's like you know click here to sort of acknowledge the, your, your punishment, then you'll delete the offending tweet and that you won't do it. You know that's right. And yeah. so so they can say you know you, you've got a, you've done it before and you've conceded, you've done it before. And I'm like no, I fucking will not concede. Appeal, and it didn't take them more than a couple of hours to oh really to yeah back down and that tweet's Fuck not yeah. deleted immediately. As soon as as soon as the thing came back and said oh yeah it's back and you know we've got the results of your thing, I'm like boom, where's that tweet? Retweet. <laughs> Just to, Wonderful. Just to say, motherfucker, I'm the deleting shit. <laughs> uh, JDHD said, uh, and so the 2019 Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup goes to the Tigers. Real Dad assuredly is surrounded by Toowoomba Lumpers with a tear in his eye and a stiffy in his pants. Yes. This year, he's a Tigers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend and mine, Mr. Wars. What a fucking cripple fight. I'm absolutely here for Jack Bird going full Michael Hancock with the cross field. If this is how Seabold is going to play Milford, in brackets, as a fucking potato, <laughs> sucking the life out of him, poor cunt, uh, what type of rugby league are we playing? AIDS. <laughs> you said it, brother. The Gold Coast Titans got their first win of the season over the did. Penrith Panthers, 30 points to 24 at Seabus with an alleged crowd of 8,600 plus a few. Plus the real crowd, 8,600 people plus the actual crowd. And uh, the Titans 30 came from tries to Tyrone Roberts, Michael Gordon in his 250th game, was it? Yes. Anthony Don, Jared Wallace, Bryce Cartwright with also with tries. Uh, Gordon, five for five conversions. Panthers 24, tries to Maloney, Kikau, Fisher, Harris, Mansour, and four of four conversions to Nathan Cleary. I said it in talking to a couple of Penrith mates that Michael Gordon has fucking Christopher Reeve levels of stem cells every game he plays us. I saw something, he and just, I can't remember if it was in Facebook or not, but someone said that, like, my, every game for Michael Gordon is a revenge game because he's played for every team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, it, trying to look at positives out of this game, fuck me, there weren't many. The first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. Penrith looked like... They were starting to get around being a solid, positional play, territory-driven rugby league team. You know, they... But then you realise it was the Titans and they always give that shit away at the beginning of a game. Well, they were up up in defence early. They were structured in their offensive sets. There was nothing too flashy. But, you know, then... They start to do stupid shit and just let the Gold Coast right back into it. They had them on the ropes. Yep. They had the Gold Coast on the fucking ropes. And then the fucking errors and the penalties start. And they're stupid penalties. Their fourth, fifth tackle or their fucking, you know, relieving drop balls right when we're starting to build pressure. And that stuff's all good and well, but it doesn't lose your games unless the opposition take advantage of it. And to the Gold Coast credit, they did. You know, they... They had, I think it was three repeat sets right on the goal line where we just didn't put any pressure on them whatsoever to make a mistake. Yep. Um, and then the Wallace try that was scored, that that was one of those ones where I sat there afterwards wondering, hang on, was there a whistle? Because it seemed like, yeah. Like- you, know, you know the ones where there's, there's a whistle for something and the player just runs through and grounds the ball out of habit? Yep. I'm thinking, fuck, what are we going back for? Oh, Oh, fuck, they've given that. 
Oh, yeah. fuck me. It, it was so simple that it surely must have had an obstruction or something. Or that. Yeah, that's a, that's a thought process. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk this week and a couple of the players have come out, like, you know, RCG came out and, and said that his form's not good and he apologised to fans and he promises to work on it. Do you apologise for being a fucking piece yeah, of shit try and want to be want to be fucking tough guy? I don't know. Because um, <laughs> I don't I don't remember hearing that quote. And that's what the fan, that's what Penrith fans should be wanting to hear. <laughs> because fucking hell, you don't have to do that shit. No, not at all. Or do it when you're actually when cucking you're your opposition, yeah, you know. That's it. Yeah. You know. Um, Fisher Harris played his guts out in that game as well. But fuck me. I've, I've never been so depressed about our dummy half prospects. Because Katoa looks like an old man that they've come in. They've, they've got to come in who is afraid for his life at what he does. And and but you, and you never been a massive fan of him, never. But then you like, but then you had like you had Egan in your pocket, and but he's proven not to be an answer, an answer for anything either. Yeah, it. I, I think with a bit more first grade. Oh, one that's still on the book is get him in. Couldn't do any worse, surely. No, he's um, medically retired. Yeah, coaching staff. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's still on the books, though, right? Yeah, that's it. Signing one of these fucking one dollar contracts before June thirty. Um. And for, I don't know, maybe all of that time playing hooker in his entire junior career um, has meant that Katoa now needs to really focus on the service he gives. I don't know. Um, but our ruck speed was woeful yep. in this game. In the beginning, it wasn't too bad. And I believe the forwards made up for a lot of poor dummy half work. Yeah. But then when we were under pressure... And people were starting to fatigue. It became really clear just how slow Katoa is. Yep. Um, and that's one area in the modern game that you can't afford to be pouring. Yeah. Teams get absolutely fucking monstered. Especially now that they have the whole referee discretion thing as well, where yep. that sort of thing is given a lot of leeway as well. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And and the other sad thing is that Josh Mansell, it's, it, like, he, he's a wonderful bloke and everyone loves him and he's given great service to the club. Mm-hmm. But after fucking Don caved his melon in, and he, again, you, you would- hasn't, be, hasn't been the same since he had to put on John Travolta's face to fucking hunt down the, the, the uber criminal. <laughs> Yeah, if if anyone has woken up from surgery and said I could eat a peach for hours, <laughs> you could understand them, really. Not, but he's like he's shirking contact. You know, he he's a winger. For and like I and like I get I get that. Like I understand yeah. how it happens. Yes, but you you can't be doing that shit. You know, and and be doing your job to the you know full extent that's yeah. required by the side. You are a winger, and you yeah. are going to get kicked at. Yeah, when you're a winger that doesn't have a height advantage over a lot of people, I'm surprised he doesn't get kicked that more. It has to be, yeah, yeah, and you have to do the stuff that you know got your face caved in, you know, yeah, by like that's it. by ridiculous, you know, courageous body on the line, yeah, shit with yeah. no with um, with no good ending. Th- there's a lot to do there, but I'm just hanging on to the the stuff that we got to have faith in the players, and I've heard you know direct quotes from players saying that they 
they know what they're working on and they know what they need to do. Um, they said that they would have said that last week though, right? Week before? No, they won they the week every before. week. Yeah, well, okay, the week before that then. I'm sure they were. What I'm saying is uh, that's that's a, that's the standard. Go. That's the standard yeah, shit you hear at you know well, breast days. Forgive me for wanting to light a candle. I've, look, there's no forgiveness required. I understand it and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fair play. At some tight. stage, you can't light candles for fucking seven yeah. years and put it into five. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the Titans even losing, fucking Moonface. Yeah. That would have been. They would have had any excuse to, to get down and. Yep. Yep. But um, not full credit to them. They took it. See, Michael Gordon is uh, well and truly assimilated with goal coach. Fuck was that? That was my phone telling me it's almost bedtime. You got a lullaby fucking thing on your phone. I sure as fuck do. <laughs> as I say, I was also seeing Michael Gordon uh, fully assimilating with goal coach culture by walking to the sidelines after the game. And getting a beer off a fucking <laughs> off a rando, uh, off a rando, <laughs> and uh, and and having a shoey out of his own fucking boot. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Well, the, the, the king, king, well, king. Hang on, play. he grew up near Southport, didn't he? Well, there you go. Isn't that his whole thing? Like I, he, I don't. He I promised don't, the coach of his junior team that he'd come back up and play. He's played it. in so many places. I've no fucking idea where he came from. Well, yeah, he's played what Penrith, Parramatta. Yeah, sharks. sharks. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. It's got to be more in there, right? No. Where did he start? Did he start? Did he start his career with the Panthers. I think so. Yeah. Look, you know, people who can be fucked looking that shit up can. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Aficionados of Flash Gordon yes. can, uh, you know, let us know where if he made his debut for fucking Arboria. Um, fat, hairy, lazy. Fucking unbelievable. Except for Tamau and DWZ, none of them deserve to wear the jersey. Katoa throwing up shit sandwiches from dummy half. <laughs> RCG with his fake tough guy cunnery. Discipline and heart liking. Halves couldn't manage a heart on at the moment. Hashtag hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Shanta86. I heard LeBron was making Space Jam 2. Is it fiction or is it a documentary? Somewhere there's a young, skillful, determined rugby league monsters outfit that's left 17 fucking shells from Penrith. <laughs> Paul Mac <laughs> underscore 78. Michael Gordon. It's funny. It's not even a response to that previous tweet, but it just it just matches with it. It bookends it beautifully. Uh, Michael Gordon is greater than Michael Jordan. We fucking thrun through those Panther frauds. Uh, Aaron Ma. James Maloney would have to be one of the biggest whinging cunts in the game. Generally speaking, I like Penrith, but that prick really does test you. And uh, Stuart. Apparently, Ivan's not tired anymore, but I'm tired of Ivan. How the fuck did they train all week and go out there and not know what's up? Their one play, pass it to kick out, is good for six points a game, but what else have they got other than rubbish midfield bombs? New rule. If you're not in a 20, kick to the corners and get yourself set defensively. If it's good enough for the Roosters, Storm, South, dot, dot, dot. That is fucking... True as shit. That's the stepdad remix. Yep. That- yep. Exactly. The Storm, 18. Defeat the Cowboys 12 at 1,300 teeth, just over 14,000 in attendance. The Storm's 18 tries to Will Chambers and a double to the Fox. Uh, Cameron Smith, a conversion and two penalty goals, one of which uh, put him over the top for the record, as we mentioned earlier. The Cowboys 12 tries to Tamari Martin and Ben Hampton. Kahu, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. Cowboys, so game for so long in this game. They really... They, really, they gave... Uh, uh, 
it, it never. I mean, in the first half, it, it it felt great. Like fuck me, the Cowboys are on. And even the second half, they were still so game. But then it was very early in the second half where where it, it became inevitable that yeah. Melbourne were eventually going to hold the ball for just long enough to do just enough yeah. and get over the top. And once that happened, you know, they just go into full fucking lockdown mode and, you it, know, there's no comeback. It is scary. Like, you contrast that with Penrith, right? Yeah. And, and Penrith seemed to me to be – Penrith at the mercy of the games. So they're just there yeah. waiting to see what the game gives to them and then the they, scenarios they the game's try and deal with that. Yeah. Whereas Melbourne go – Oh, hang on! No, we don't like this. So we'll we're rewrite just the change script. the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to feel for the Cowboys, like no, you don't they, really, you don't really though, really, do you? It's figure of speech. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're not those. You people. don't really mean it though. No, I don't. <laughs> well, fuck them as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. Um, to be up, they they played really tightly in the first half. There was nothing, you know, overly spectacular. But they just played some good basic footy. They were up by eight, and then fucking ninety seconds before half time, the killer Chambers just splits them. Mm-hmm. And then all Chambers, of, yeah, all of a sudden, then ah, uh, and he he really did fucking split them too. Like that's the that's yeah. the that is the most open Will Chambers try I think I've ever fucking seen. To the point where I was like, who the fuck was that? And then you're like. Isn't that wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah. You know, it's like, why is a fox doing one in from the <laughs> And Cameron Munster, you know. Yeah. You, you talk about someone who's just leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. The peak of their powers. And the one thing I really enjoy about watching him play is that the cunt is on both sides of the field, either setting up or supporting. Mm-hmm. And he is now firmly one of those players where even his presence is enough to create opportunities. Yep. You know, because he'll turn up on the other side of the field and then some canny fullback will tell him to start stacking defenders on yep. that side because that's where the play's running. Yep. And then that just leaves Melbourne with options all over the fucking park. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute asset to that team. Um, what about the eye gouge? I don't see, like like Munster is a is a scrappy little player with a healthy healthy dollop of cunt in his own game. Mm-hmm. Healthy dollop. I mean, you know, it's 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 no secret. I mean, not so hasn't really emerged this year, but last year, like, I mean, he's a he's a fucking little piece of shit, really. But oh, he's a couple of steps above Larrikin. A couple of steps below Paul Gallon back when he's when he's when he's dropping racial fucking slurs and pulling open stitches, um, you know it's yeah, the same he's, scale. He's not but me. you're measuring from the light side and I'm measuring from the dark side. Yeah, he's he's on the Michael Jackson. But the reason why I bring that up is because I feel that like players like that have a code. And their code is like, they're going to do shit like, you know, pull stitches and, you know, do facials and things like that. But on the flip side of it, they're not really, they're not going to fucking convulse around like fucking, like bitches, cr- like, like, like bitches yeah. if something happens to them. They're kind of like, it stays on the field, you know, and, they, and, yeah. and, and, and as he evidenced, as evidenced by when the referee said, when well, he got up clearly clutching at his eye and, uh, and then the referee came up to him after that play and was like, you know, do you want to make a report on... You know, do you want to report that? Oh, I get. Do you want to officially make a complaint about that? I oh, get. And he's like, nah. But um, 
the replay. That's the- so fucked. That's on par with, oh, well, his wife's afraid of losing his fucking hundreds of thousand dollars a year contract, so she's withdrawn her statement, so we can't prosecute him for domestic violence. Yeah, and um, that's on par. And then the replay, well, not, but- and then the replay immediately after is just like Maguire's just fucking blasting, finger blasting his fucking orbitals. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and you know, once again, that's another player where it's no secret that he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and I wanted to, and I, I was just going to say on the field, but no, off the field too. Yep. Lest we forget the, uh, the you know, bus. taunting the PNG youngsters with jerseys out the window of the bus like a, like an absolute fucking tosser. Yeah. Um, because third world children don't have enough problems. Oh, and then, yeah, and then they have to go and watch that fucking cunt in action. Yeah. And then having taunt them after the, you know, or beforehand. Yeah. Um, like, seriously, they can't take a piss till they're sure their dick worm's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. It's that bad. Yeah. And they can't and, get a jersey. And uh, and whilst the video evidence wasn't 100% conclusive, but the angle that we saw on the TV is pretty fine. <laughs> like, it didn't take much of and a mental you know leap you know to get from A to B. A fine. A fine. A fine. And re- do you remember back in the day, like when tripping and eye gouging were like the worst, probably two yep. things you could do in the game? Yeah. And now you get players fucking mate, like, brushing a guy's head when they're pulling out of a tackle because the guy fucking slipped down in front of them, getting two weeks, and a guy caught on video eye gouging gets a fine. Now, Josh Maguire in 2018 had three contrary conduct charges. Yeah. Around 14, 18, and 21. Yeah. So... And that spanned a lot of stuff too, wasn't it? Like yeah. Just hair pulling and... Yeah. Yeah. Just general country. Yeah. So... The sort of, the sort of shit we were taught in year nine. Well done, Match Review yeah. Committee. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's at some stages, I mean, do they even look at those finable offences and treat them as like with stackable demerits as well? Like, yeah. okay, sure, that's but a it fine. It increases And the next the one's fine. a fine. Yeah. So it's not like eventually, come on, man. No, I mean the that, match review committee. Our coffers are very happy with your 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 very generous donations and regular match too. Match review committee can charge people with offences, mm. right? So what they could have done was charge him with something and sent him to the judiciary, mm-hmm. but they decided to impose the fine. Yeah, because they're and, yeah, and and you know what? Maybe because it wasn't one hundred; it was only ninety-nine percent conclusive evidence. Maybe that one percent was the the room in which a, a, a good lawyer defending the player would get them off, and they'd end up with nothing. Or who cares? I don't know. But just a fucking piece of shit. Uh, Leroy Brown, nineteen seventy-eight. In twenty years of supporting the Melbourne Storm, I can't remember seeing a performance this fucking piss poor. Oh, and I forgot about this. Fuck Sandor. Fuck Shandor Earl is a fucking useless cunt with a cunt haircut and should fuck off the Reggies. Look, it was an unhappy return after many, many years in the wilderness of Thailand with fucking juice bar or whatever the fuck he's doing over there. <laughs> Wasn't he running a gym? Doesn't everybody uh, go to Thailand to run a gym? Uh, I, th- I thought he was running like a f- fucking smoothie bar or supplement oh, really? something or other. Okay. Yeah, some shit. Anyway, very, like, Bellamy would not be pleased. Is he? I haven't looked at the team list. I mean, but Bellamy would not, even even if he didn't have Vooney at his disposal. I don't think he'd be. He'd get, I think he's had enough. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, he, Bellamy's killed people for less than that. Yeah, that's it. 
Robert from Facebook says, uh, f- fuck this game. I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road instead. Fuck that movie's good. I cried. So, yeah, I hear the Cowboys <laughs> lost. <laughs> um, Russell said, uh, Cameron Smith now has 2420 career points or 1,210 points per contract. Ooh. Hashtag cheating cunt. Kiri says, uh, the last five minutes of that game was an absolute disgrace, and I guess it's our turn to feel personally victimized by the Melbourne Storm. Oh, and regardless of whatever cooked rule exists, who the fuck doesn't stop the game when two key players are so clearly injured like that? That is heartless as fuck and makes this a cruel fucking game to watch. And yeah, that's what we started to talk about in the, in the news section. So the protocol is that the trainers have to uh, have to inform the, the touchies, and the touchies then send it through to the, mm-hmm. the the referees and then they you know to stop the game but I, I feel that the video evidence was fairly conclusive that the trainers more than had the attention of the touchies yes and the touchies somewhere in between a b or c there was a communication breakdown and they either didn't chose not to communicate or they communicated and it was ignored by the men in the middle but in any case they've been dropped as a yep. result this week so um that's what you fucking get Mm-hmm. Do your job right, and uh, when you see people that are literally dead on the field, yeah, or thereabouts, yeah, stop the fucking game because yep. I mean that was a crucial a crucial time in the game as well. Yeah, and uh, Melbourne trying to close the game down against an eleven man defensive That's line. That's it. Uh, Troy said, uh, "Pro Green finally made changes, and aside from the first ten minutes, they worked." Con. 90% of those changes had a limb snap or would be suspended due to shit cunt grubby, which had me throwing remotes. That's <laughs> um, referees not stopping the game because of trainers who were a little busy holding legs and arms together at a time, didn't tell the touch judges to stop the game. I put that in the ref's fault column. Hashtag blind cunts. I think, I think they did notify. I, from, that's what I saw yeah. when, they were, when they were talking about it. It looked like they were notifying the, the shit out of those touches. Yep. The Rabbitohs, 28, defeated the Warriors, 24, up at Sunshine Coast Stadium in front of a crowd just shy of 12,000. The Rabbits, 28, came from four tries to Cody Walker. Ethan Lowe got one as well, a four or five conversions to Reynolds. The Warriors, 24, tries to RTS, Tavanga, Torhu Harris, and Lasone. Uh, four or four conversions for Chanel, Harris, Tavita as well. What heartbreak for Warriors fans. Heartbreak like they haven't felt. Since a certain day when Levius decided to fucking make a bet. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, and the, just the, the, the brief synopsis of that story was when we actually had a meetup at uh, Hotel LA one uh, before some game for some, I don't know what it Manly was, Broncos. doubleheader or something like that, yeah, was it? That's right, yeah. yeah, it was doubleheader. And the afternoon game was the uh warriors versus game. yeah it was it was warriors versus the panthers and it was on sort of in the early earlier in the afternoon because new zealand time and that game the warriors had a, a pretty huge lead i can't remember what it was but it was you know probably three tries something like that uh, yeah. there, thereabouts about at half time over penrith and uh levius was fucking loving life strutting around like a peacock and then boy did that start to change in the second half where penrith uh scored try after try before eventually <laughs> overcoming getting over the top of them and and winning fairly easy i think they ended up winning quite well yeah. in that yeah, game yeah. as well it wasn't like a last minute thing and um yeah unlucky levius but again it's for the warriors losing their linchpin in Blake yeah. Green. Yep. Yeah, and with zero notice, which is the fucking worst time to lose someone. I hate it when yeah. someone like, you know, aggravates a thing or At has tightness yeah. or something like in the warm up before yeah. the game. Like it's, yeah, it's a worst. Oh yuck. Um 
But to come out and play like they did yep. showed some definite improvement on what we've seen from them in the last couple of weeks. You would definitely have to be, have to be pleased as a Warriors fan because they showed something that they haven't showed really this season. Or oh. yeah, maybe maybe week one, but week one was the dogs too. So it's like, hey, you yeah, know, really? Did they? What was that? Yeah. yeah. So that part was great. And yes. and you know and Harris Tavita looks, yeah, he's he's looking like the good so far. And yep. I mean, and this one he had a you know far greater responsibility. Yeah, and he handled it very well. Yep, that's it. The Rabbitohs though, Cody Walker. Well, now it's like remember like two weeks ago, it's like oh, Kiri's fucking booked himself an Origin jersey. They're like, yeah, maybe Cody Walker has though. Now it's like there's like a playoff. You know? A new player at the end of the game. We got an embarrassment of riches. And that's without even talking about the out of form incumbents. <laughs> who do you, if you have to pick Walker or Kiri, who do you pick? Uh, see, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the South should get kicked out in me that says Kiri. <laughs> no, that would be your rational human brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. I don't know if it's the South should should, should never been readmitted to the comp in me, or if it's the ra- I I'm not sure if it's you know, which one of the two it is. I'd like to think it's the rational person, but. Uh, but you know, this is undeniable. I mean, it's a great fucking performance from Cody Walker. I'm 100%. not, not, not going to lie. And you know, then when you couple that with who we thought until they got smashed by Manly, that you know Adam Reynolds is fucking he's he's, he's the other guy. Yeah. Then you got the club combination thing that yeah. You know, there's there's some powerful arguments in that direction. Yeah. Uh, I don't like making wholesale changes to, to clubs, but my god, those fucking Panthers guns have shown nothing this year. I'd be happy if I don't get picked. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the same thing. Like, you know, I'd be one hundred percent happy if they didn't get picked. I, I would love Queensland to continue blacklisting Cherry Evans, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. He's yeah, no. he's uh, he's there. He's gone from the blacklisted pariah to their the only captain. hope. Yeah, the captain Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So yeah, look, un- unlucky warriors, and uh, just that stadium up Sunshine Coast is great. I haven't been there since they did the rebuild and put the new uh the the new stands in there and stuff. I remember Manly when they had the relationship with the with the Sunshine Coast, usually Sunshine Coast yeah. Seagulls. Yep. They um they used to do a trial up there. It used to be called like I think like Quad Park or something like that up there. And yeah, it's a great spot up there. But Alex McKinnon. Or- <laughs> um, plenty of ramps, <laughs> like very easy to roll up to your seat there. And not the good kind, not the let's ramp ramps. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about Fortnite ramps. <laughs> It was a very accessible stadium. Yeah. It was back then, but now it's all completely new. It stands there and it looks fucking great. Um, and the Falcons, as they are now up there, are, are going very well in the local competition. Really, Alex McKinnon Park, that'd be called Sits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are part of the problem. Um, <laughs> and Levia said, uh, losing a chief playmaker just before kickoff and leaving it in the hands of a lad playing his second game and managing to go down by four isn't a bad effort. Plenty of good signs of improvement from previous weeks. That's a uh, cuck loser talk. Josh from Facebook said, imagine if South had lost their best playmaker, Walker. So brave from the young Warriors. Hashtag let's go on Warriors. And Dominic also from Facebook said, Carter needs to be dropped. Him and Boyd had the same tackling clinic in the off-season, and if another cunt says bring in Ashford, you got CTE, and, I, and if you don't, I'll give it to you. <laughs> such a, it's, it's, it's such a, a, a treat to see Blake Ashford always popping up in the 21 for the Warriors and just waiting for him to drop. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls 26 smash the Newcastle Knights 18 at their own fucking home place. 
21,779 in attendance. Manly's 26 tries to George Tafua, Ruben Garrick, Joel Thompson, and Adam Fanua Blake. Cherry Evans, 4 of 4 conversions. The um, Knights tries to Edric, Aiden Guerra, Mitch Barnett, and uh, sorry, Cherry Evans got a penalty goal as well. Uh, Mitch Barnett, Callum Ponga, 3 of 3 conversions. And three daily endpoints. Three daily endpoints. Did you see that thing with fucking NRL Online doing a video on Twitter about two hours after the game? Kalen Ponga's performance today versus Manly, and they showed like three or four times he ran the ball and made yeah. 20 metres or something. Yeah. It's like, and what was the net total of all of that they did? In intangible benefits such as points? Fuck all. You know what I've come to realise? Um, is that there is a contingent of social media users Mm -hmm. who are not of our generation. And I'm talking not even these little fucking millennial 20-year-old cunts. I'm talking sub-10. Really? Yes. Terms and conditions of these services usually prohibit the use for those under 13 years of age. Oh, Look, I'm not saying everybody reads the T's and C's before they <laughs> click accept. Um, put it this way. The, if the, These kids would, would have been prime targets to end up at Neverland or Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, and Ponga resonates with the kids because he's he young. Yeah. He's got that little goose step that he does. He's fast. X factor. <laughs> Um, and yeah, he's their he's their current social media darling. Yeah, yeah. The thing is about Ponga is while he has has been blessed with you know especially speed, mm-hmm. but also you know he has that about a looseness and like a and a, a, you know creative vibe that sometimes you know stuff comes off. Yep. The motherfucker's Derek Zoolander though. Well, he's a reverse of Derek Zoolander because he can only go left. <laughs> you're playing fucking manly ringer side that on the right hand side of defense has a combination in the line of brad parker next to kane Elgy, and that combination in the game this weekend looked fucking rock solid yeah ponga every fucking time went left without exception went left and even then though I mean, you're still you're still dealing with the cherry that has to carry cover for Fat Sully, yeah. and then and then rookie Ruben Garrick as well. I dare say, probably an exploitable sequence of players there, but you know he kept running there, no no results, yeah. never tried the other side. Yeah. The other thing I want to say with LG, he's actually starting to fucking like warm up into the side. <laughs> Remember the whole talk about the Titans thing was like he's a fucking turnstile, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, second only to you know Bryce Cartwright. Yep. You know, one on one, he's actually become this year under the cheerleader Des Hasler, he's become a good fucking defender one on one. Yeah, he's prone to racing out of the line a little bit, but when he does, it's not like the Maloney thing where he slows him down. He actually sticks. Yeah, he'll actually go and get it. So he's he's actually learning. And in attack, this was the first game um, of the season where now. He's actually offering something in attack. He obviously feels comfortable and he's settled in. And I mean, he put on that, you know, that great pass for George for the, the first try. And so I think now he's actually, it's getting to the stage now where finally Cherry Evans, I mean, Cherry Evans have a fucking great season. And I think part of that is because now LG's starting to move into the point where he's someone that the 
actually offers something so that the defense has to see it, you yeah. know, and not just, you know, gravitate towards Cherry Evans. Um, tough, the goal line defense this year from the, the last two weeks particularly, there have been significant portions of the games where they've been under siege and down on whatever, whether it's like mm-hmm. this game it was down on numbers because of you know Symbian, or it could be a situations where you know they're down on like got no guys left on the bench because of you know HIAs and blah yep. blah blah. And again, they've just fucking like they the sort of shit that the, the under the under the sexy good bloke fucking regime would have been like, oh fuck it, trying to love me anyway. I'll just fucking you know it's just they're just giving that extra fucking fifteen to twenty yeah. percent when the chips are down. It's the difference between winning and losing tight games, you know, which is fucking yeah. very pleasing. And the other thing for the Knights, Mitchell Pierce, well, I mean, he's, he's historically a dog fucker, but he's also a fucking dog. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the, the doggy fuck this time was the Newcastle fucking public because slipping into that shit or ducking his head as Newcastle players are renowned for doing to get a little fucking love tap from fucking Fanua Blake. He fucked their side out of any chance of winning that game. He yeah. might have thought he might have thought, I'm gonna stay down and win a penalty. And ultimately he did. And not only that, he got the fucking bonus undeserved fucking you know, ten like it was mm. essentially a send off because I mean he was off for, for ten minutes when there was twelve minutes left on the clock yeah. or whatever. But what he also did was, and the most crucial thing he did was he robbed their fucking side of a playmaker for the last 10 yeah. minutes when they were chasing points to try and get back into the That's game. It. And uh, they offered nothing. The only thing they came close to doing in terms of scoring in that period of time was like some miracle fucking King Edricks thing when he was getting dragged over the sideline and chucked the ball yeah. in and it turned out to not be a try. But, um, you know, and it was called back. But that was the only time that they cracked them at all in that last mm. period of time, you know, just you know, no matter how well they were rolling down. Um, the other thing is um, Fennel Black obviously one of the form props of the year and absolutely cucked Clemmer to the point where I don't know how comfortable I am with Clemmer being in the New South Wales side of origin side anymore I don't think he's going to shit right ever again the way he got <laughs> fucked in this game and it, it got to the point where he just went fucking mental at the end of the game and like he's slagging off and shit and like yeah. as Fanua was walking off to the sim bin yeah. and then uh, then Fanua Blake's getting you know getting racially vilified by the, the racist cunt Newcastle fans you know it's, you know, no surprises there but um, then Clemmer to the point was so cucked that the full time siren goes and he's just going, it's like, beep, and the players sort of come to the middle together and shake hands and, yeah, good game, whatever. He yeah. just turned around and just <laughs> marched straight down into the fucking okay. dressing room. So if we're done jerking off the fucking DV cockhead, hey, Blake. Hey, I just I, I covered both sides of the game. Yep. I even talked about Ponga for far longer than he deserved. Cool. Ineffectual as he was. What internet comments do we have on the game from the World Wide Web? Dean, Dean K88, that uh, seems like the Knights didn't have the juice to win that one. Exactly. Juice or juice? What is it with you and juice? I don't know. <laughs> My God. What's German for receptacle? <laughs> um, <laughs> Reichstagen. <laughs> Uh, MJ Eagle 23. Great win by Manly over a Nathan Brown coach team. Definitely a Trent Barrett revenge win. Oh, wait. <laughs> Uh, Jai kissed on the dick with penalties and the Knights couldn't do a thing you disrespected that jersey with your very untradesman like performance <laughs> hashtag apprentices <laughs> hashtag our players heads are falling off that's <laughs> funny they get, they, I mean they, they, they need to get fucking the food fighters to come down and play a, be- a charity benefit the way they're fucking caved in 
in that, that fucking high. Uh-huh. Well, the only the only positive about that high vis jersey that I can say in in this in this occasion, yeah. they didn't do it for the fucking game against the Tigers this year. Yeah, true. That is the dumbest shit. <laughs> that is the dumbest shit. Uh, Mario, some teams lose their best player and make excuses. Real teams lose their best player and everyone else steps up. Hashtag go manly. Hashtag Desney. The Roosters 30 defeat the Sharks 16 at Points Bet Stadium. Dragging down the moral fiber of the fucking country with their gambling promotion, the, the Sharks fan. Just like they've done with their race, the racism and their fucking drug use. Yeah. And they're, and they're just general cheating in general. Yes. Yeah. Salary cap. Yeah. Crowd and of 13,470. Even yep. took on a sponsor with a racist name. Points Bank is just making fun of people with eyes of Asian appearance. <laughs> Roosters 30 tries to cronk Latrell, Teddy, Boyd Cordner, and Ikevalu. Latrell, 5 of 5 conversions. The Shark 16 tries to uh, Josh Morris, Sean Johnson, and Jack Williams. Two or three conversions to Chad. Now, I know you've already renamed Fluffy this week. <laughs> but this game <laughs> has given us a genuine new Twill nickname. <laughs> Josh Dugan did not train with the rest of the squad this week. Yeah. He was in the recovery group. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what the the injury was that he had to it, put him in the recovery? It wasn't it wasn't, group? A, it wasn't a boil this week, was it? He was suffering from general soreness. <laughs> <laughs> that <Dan is>. <laughs> general soreness on deck, sir. <laughs> it's like a B grade ripoff of major pain. <laughs> Yeah, he's a higher in rank, but somehow, somehow worse and less effective than Major Pain. Oh, that's tremendous! Yeah, General Soreness <laughs> reporting for, for fucking General Soreness missing in action again. <laughs> well, I mean, the scoreline, the final scoreline, greatly flattered the Sharks. Yes. I mean, there was a point there where the Roosters were looking at a clean sheet as a real yeah. possibility. I mean, it was deep in the game yes. before they uh, got their first try on the board. Um, some of the stuff was, you know, like, like, honestly, you know, some of the stuff was just just brilliant, you know, yeah. slight, you know, touch with good fortune and whatever. Which is what you can do when you... Well, what do you do 12, when you're not making 18, mistakes and you're... Down. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was a, it was a very I mean, because it was actually it was quite a tight encounter leading into half time before yeah. they broke it open with that try with the end yeah. kick and everything. Um, Sharkies though, they got herniated vagina or whatever Aaron Woods has got that's keeping him out of the games. Gallon's not playing in games where he thinks they're going to lose. Yeah, he's trying to duck the L thing. He's yeah. doing a fucking great job of it fucking too, mind you. Just incidentally, you got Dugan. You know, he's just looking to suck on the green dick whenever he can. <laughs> Who else they lost? They've got the fucking Moylan's 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 hamstring. This is the this is the first. Well, I mean, young, yeah, immature hamstrings. I mean, it's what happens when you say young. But this is the the sort of situation they find themselves in now that they haven't really had to deal with so much over the last couple. Yeah, and they haven't had to deal with this over their last you know current you know in in inverted commas good period. Um, you know, and, and usually you find when a team, you know, wins the grand final and has a great season, it's usually because they've used, you know, among the least players yep. in, of, of all teams in the comp. Yep. This year is not going to be that kind of year for the Sharks. And with the experience and just key positions that, that they're, they've lost at the moment, 
they're going to struggle for the near future. And this and this game, that was the biggest difference. I mean, if they they put you know let's let's be conservative. I mean, they'll you know two of their tries would would junk time like the game yes. was over. The Roosters were leading like thirty points to four or something. Yes. So. You know, massively, they, they they got a massive flattery, but they should shouldn't for one minute think that that game was anything other than total. The Roosters, two thousand nineteen Roosters, remind me a lot in the consistency of their play style as the two thousand eighteen first half season Dragons. Yep, where it's just that very simple roll, roll, roll. It's mm-hmm. hit, find your knees, get up, play the ball. Hit, find your knees, get up, play the ball. And they've just got that much fucking strike power out wide. Like how many other teams have, well, okay, you've got Latrell Mitchell. Yep. Who is, you know, for all reports, the next Greg Inglis. And then all of a sudden. Well, Greg Inglis maybe is the old Latrell now. <laughs> That's it. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, well, okay, well, they're, they're not going to Latrell, but, oh, it's fucking Tedesco. He's hung onto the ball, and now he's just scored on it. it yeah. It's fucking phenomenal, the amount of attacking weapons they have out there. Kiri was fantastic again. Um, he's he's probably not quite at Munster's level um, of consistency yet, but, fuck, he's, he's not far off it. Just the, the way that every game he's getting in and just consistently... Controlling games. He's not he's a dog just... either. Yeah, true. Clean. Well, I don't know if he's clean skin, but you know he doesn't. He hasn't got that. That Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Paul Gallon. Yep. Josh Maguire. Yeah. Can't streak through him. Which you know that streak. I mean, in a player that's in your side. Fantastic. It's the best because yes. I mean, it's a galvanizing force for yeah. the fan for a fan base. However, yep. Do you have anything else you want to say about the game? No. Devon Head, just like his playing days. John Morris has shown to be out of his depth as a coach. Um, I'll tell you what, that Cam Smith's points record is like John Morris's game. playing record, playing <laughs> games played record. Yeah. It's that same sort of, so I'll get, he was there <laughs> for ages. <laughs> you, you remember like back in the, the forties where they used to make comedy movies about war? John Morris would be the guy like in world war one in, in the trenches, who'd walk along, and you know, he'd see a dollar on the ground, and he'd bend down, and, and the bullet whizzes over. Alpha Ben RL, what a night full of all well, eggplants. I assume it's a racial slur, or maybe he means penises. Until uh, until lose kick, what a mood hoover. Kiri was on fire. Trell had a couple of moments, too many errors still, and we lacked the effort when we thought it was one. And that's probably the only thing I would say about the Roosters too. They uh they manned up in the, in the in the period where it was an actual arm wrestle. Yep. Pulled away, but then they sort of and it's happened. You know, it happened in the game against Manly as well. I mean, Manly piled on the points in the second half against yeah, them. Um, although they got a lot closer than the Sharks did, incidentally. Um, Clevo rescored to be a sixteen all draw when you take out Latrell Mitchell, considering he should have been suspended for weekend or for drunk weekend antics. One point each. <laughs> <sighs> And uh, Stuart Marler said, uh, a bag of dicks, no match for a team of cocks. Mm. The Dragons, 40, defeat the Bulldogs, 4. At, uh, down at Jubilee, uh, just under 13,500 in attendance. The Dragons, 40, came from tries too. Aitken, Lafay, Mr. Rawalawa, 
Pereira, double to Ben Hunt and Zach Lomax. Conversions. I like that you've gone that way with his name. Which, is the way, which way do you go for it? Every time I hear it, I think if you know that thing on Rick and Morty that when you touch it, it explodes into water. No. What, what's, which, what's that one? I'm fucking, I haven't watched them for ages. Yeah, I'll show you later. When's the next season starting of that? Like, I've watched season three, like, many times, but I haven't gone to watch the other ones so much. Okay. Um, Tim Lafay, three or five conversions. Lomax has got a couple as well. Penalty goal to Lafay. And Dogs, I tried to ream Smith, and that is it. Yeah, it was a very different Dogs outfit than we've seen the last couple of weeks. It was, but it was like a very fucking stupid Dogs outfit. The thing that I noticed about this game, well, this is, you know, in my opinion, is it's the Dragons were great in capitalising opportunities, yeah. you know, obviously. Uh, but uh, the opportunities that they capitalise on, they weren't that fucking great, really. I mean, there were times when they'd score a try out there on the left when they'd it would they'd turn a two-on-two and it would look like a two-on-one just because some guy was just off with the fucking fairies. Like, yeah. the centre was... And, yeah, and there were other occasions where... Oh, I can't remember whose try it was. I think it was Pereira. But they've gone out to the left and he's just... He's got the ball and he sort of stepped inside and scored. And but there were like three guys around him. Yeah. And you're like, it's kind of like he strolled in because of a big overlap. But there was three guys right there and they just didn't tackle him. Mm. And there was a lot of that stuff. And I mean, that's what really piled up the the points yeah. in the game. And the, there was a bunch of other heartbreaking stuff for the dogs as well. Like very mm. early on, they looked to be mounting some attacking pressure of their own. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. Ben Hunt ben goes steals and the fucking steals a ball and <laughs> he takes away. off downfield and yeah. yeah, stuff like that's just got to and that pretty much set up the score for the next score for them yeah, I think yeah. Um, it, Lachlan Lewis, well you know you, you know, it's a, a team sport and you, you never want to single out one player, but he had an unhappy afternoon. That was some fucking pristine white sneaks. Yeah, and then they're like they're they're muddy as shit now. Yeah. It's like they're going back at the cupboard. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, some some knock-ons at, at really inopportune times and and some fifth tackle options that just mm. weren't... I, I think he, he... Fuck, I hope I'm only assuming here, but but really reading a little bit of, oh, you know, the dogs are on the up and up and up and he's just fallen into that trap of every, every play needs to be a miracle highlight reel yeah. um, instead of just getting into the grind and, and appreciating it for what it is. Um, I do, yeah, and I don't think there's anything anything else you can really say happy about the the dogs. I mean, this is what happens. I mean, there are there are some young players in that side, mm-hmm. uh, which have turned which on their up days can turn their fortunes around and yeah. you know play you know a certain way, which you know takes teams by surprise, like mm-hmm. we've seen in the last couple yep. of weeks. But then you do have these these you know dips. And this is probably an, a good time to to mention again and remind everybody because we need reminding ourselves is that you know rugby league is a game of attrition mm-hmm. for 80 minutes. It's also a game of attrition over 20, 25 rounds. Yeah. You know, yep. the the great teams and the great coaches and the great players keep themselves up. So, yep. Young bloods. <laughs> Aaron Mar said, uh, you have to respect Hopawada. He really sticks to his word. Here it is, a Sunday, and he's not playing rugby league. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Crashing back to earth for the young pups today. Very, very poor and simple errors gifting points to the Dragoons. The dogs need to learn from this poor effort today. Some youngsters hopefully learn from their mistakes and improve. He didn't even mention any peptide 
munching whatever he used to say. He's listening to Linkin Park as we speak, I guarantee it. Giannis Antetokounmpo's. It's pleasing to see someone was listening to Stepdad's advice re-game management. It's good to see Hunt is taking that advice and it's orgasmic that Cleary isn't. It's hurtful. For you. Why? He's just shitting on your team because your team's not playing very well and losing games. Yes, I've mentioned this phrase once today. As the kids say, I am negatively gearing in your head. (laughs) Uh, Sky said, uh, PSA for Dragons fans. Don't fall for Ben Hunt's trap. It only leads to heartbreak. (laughs) Sincerely, Broncos fans. (laughs) Jason, the the dogs made us pay dearly for every mistake. You can get away with one or two, but when it happens constantly for 80 minutes and it's always going to be a long day... Um, Trotters Dragons are the real pride of the league Kick the scum sharks out of the eight And send the dogs to last All in 80 minutes of breezy football And uh, Ree said uh, Also would anyone else follow, follow Graham into battle Bloke gives everything every game Like I know he does I do like that about him I mean he's a, he's a little bit A little bit past it for mine now But there was a period Was it last year? At the start when they were doing the When the Dragons were unstoppable Yeah That then fucking I would have That, that Graham and, there was Yeah you know, like the you know that was peak Graham for me. Yeah. I mean, there was a time there for the dogs where he was where he's probably the same, yep. like a season there, probably the year they got the to twenty fourteen grand final yeah. year. But uh, yeah, at his peak, I mean, he's a player that like you just you know, I mean there was I mean, there was a time like last year like or you know it was like that he was like one of my favourite non yeah you know, yep. you know non manly players just for the way he went about it. That's it. The Raiders nineteen defeat the Eels nil. Down in Canberra, just over 16,000. The crowds are starting to come back down there, obviously. And the uh, Raiders 19 tries to uh, Papali'i, Whitehead, and Whiten. Croker, two or three conversions and a penalty goal. Look at that. He parody with uh, Cam Smith mm. through the week. And the Eels, zero. Now, this game, like, look, this was one where the Raiders took all of their opportunities. Yes. But this was a fucking grind for a while. Yeah, it was. Um, the Eels, yeah, I feel like they defended pretty well across the entirety of the game. Yes. Um, the first half, hmm. at, like at halftime, was only eight nil. And I mean, was it was it nil? It was nil all when they when they went for that pass from uh, across the, the the goal line when they and, um, sent was it Moses who got hmm. uh, you know downfield and passing to Gutho was going to be a try. Yep. And um. And well, I mean, it was forward. I've got absolutely no yeah, problem correct. with the decision. But wow, how things can turn just on. Yeah, you know that's a yeah. tr- that's a that's a hundred and two meter try <laughs> turned into a set on a set defending on your own line yeah. again. You know, ouch. Um, but the the second half, like you know, the Eels lost Fergo, which which didn't help them. Yeah, but first person in history where the nose beers. Have to travel further to get, to get from the, to get from the fucking the toilet seat to, to to your brain than they do to get from Columbia to Sydney. I mean, I, know, I mean, you'd, you'd call it a a bypass on the freeway for trade if you if it if it saved your time, but yeah. I mean, it didn't. It fucking lengthened the journey by a factor of two it's, or three. It's roadworks. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it's tough when when you your best attacking player goes, or arguably your best attacking player goes. Well, I mean, it is kind of the part of you know they got Takarangi and stuff, so you know, oh, fuck, don't you know, don't, don't fret, don't despair. An offensive dynamo. <laughs> um, 
But Canberra did that. That's almost un-Canberra-like. Was respect the ball. Was to get and in. and also defend. Like their defense this year, and eighty minutes. Hmm. You know, um, did you see uh, what's his name Rapiner at halftime? No. So he was coming off halftime. Usually checking the socials on the app. Well, that's what it's- I did. I saw because I had volume down. Yeah, and I saw all, all of the stuff going on about what Rapana said. Ah. So I've gone on, rewound it, turned it up. Yeah. He was getting the microphone in the face, walking off. Yep. Yep. And he said. And they said, oh, you're a bit disappointed. You had all that ball and you're only 8 nil up. And he said, no, that's our game plan. We don't think they're particularly fit, so we just got to keep uh, yep. doing what we're doing and we'll get them at the end of the game. Yep. The fucking balls of a Canberra player saying they'll get a team at the end of the game. I mean, what a mental what a mental shift in 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about brainwashing, <laughs> but there's no natural way that Ricky's got them to believe that. <laughs> There's definitely some LSD or fucking... He's roofing him up yeah, before that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, but fuck, it came true. You yeah, know, it works, yeah. Papali's been great this year for them. Um, Hodgson was quiet, but I think yeah. that was more so due to Parramatta really smothering him. Yeah. Um, but no, across the park, Campbell, very impressive. Yeah, and, and you know, early season early season form like this, it's it's, it's a sort of thing where, I mean, because they've had a, a similar-ish sort of roster for mm-hmm. the, the dark horse, to, you know, dark horse yep. tag for like, you know, last two to three years. But they, now they've finally started, you know, in a, in a way that, yeah. you know, is kind of living up to that. And, you know, as, a, as they presumably, you know, they'll, they'll keep building because they haven't been like out of the blocks smashing teams or these uh, they've actually been based on great defense yeah and patience in attack which is something that you know where it was normally just ass in attack yeah and just brilliance and you know and fortunate yeah Yeah. in in attack and then no defense like you know you're just trying to score more uh god of cheese au Uh, good to see Dean Pay bring the same defensive steals of the dogs as he did to the Raiders as defensive coach. The Raiders look lost without him. And maybe that's a, maybe that's the difference. Fuck. Voodoo Rock, real talk. After last year, if you said we'd be three and two after five rounds, every para fan would have taken that before round one. It's our first proper crap game of the year. So, well, I actually think it was a better performance. The first half. Yeah. Second half got sloppy, but yeah. they lost, you know, players and there was a reshuffle. So. Yeah. Danny said, it's all good fun bagging Timmy Manor like we do, but to go up to Tappanay on the sideline and check on him is something you'll never see from the likes of those purple fucks who intentionally injure countless players week in, week out. Shout outs to Timmy Manor. That is true. It's true. And and you know what? I don't think it's ever been said or implied that Timmy Manor is not a fucking top bloke and one of those sort of players that on, on you know, as far as conduct on field and off field, I mean, that, that all players should aspire to. Really? He, he's one of those religious people I feel sorry for that actually genuinely believe it. <laughs> John says, uh, one team showed up, one team didn't. Simple. Kudos, Raiders. The fucking Canberra curse continues. I'm off to find my happy place at the bottom of a KFC hot and spicy three-piece feed. And uh, Jordan. Fuck me. They're three-piece feeds now. My, my main takeaway from, from tries being assessed by the bunker is you can get large chips for $2. <laughs> And I tell you, I've got, I got to respect that. Like you, you know, I remember when they came out. If they were, if they would deliver, and it wouldn't cost me more than the two dollars, I'd be eating fucking <laughs> every game. It'd be, I'd be every time, every time a tries is scored, I'd be getting fucking Uber to bring me two bucks worth of hot chips. Okay, we we, we need to sit down and have a discussion about economics. 
if you're serious about that goal. <laughs> no, no, it's not a goal. I'm saying if that were the case, which obviously, you know, can't be and's not. But, no. uh, but yeah, if it was, I'm just talking about, you know, this land of hypotheticals. Like you're pathetical. <laughs> Jordan um, said, I honestly, if Whiten died tonight, I'd piss on the cunt's grave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got dark. Oh, I love the Facebook group. <laughs> Previews. First off on Thursday night at Points Bet, that cancer of fucking society, um, the Sharks take on the Panthers. Gowan returns, so clearly Sharks feel very confident about this performance. And uh, <laughs> Hilgenfeld got the print ready. This is not the one, though, is it? He still needs another one after this, doesn't he? If it were to happen, I'm saying it'll be one closer then. Yeah, oh, he's playing. There's no niggling injuries in quotes. I, or, yeah, as, as they commonly call it, niggling doubts about whether his team will win. He's super confident about this one. Um, what have we got here? You've got Tim Grant up front, Campbell Gallard benched, and uh, Egan's back. And Katoa yes. benched. So you're going to get some Katoa time, but not from the start. Yeah, because, you know. Who you got in Reggie's? Anyone? I think if anyone's knocking on the door, they'd be knocking no, on the door, no, right? They'd be, yeah. There's no one knocking on the door. They'd be in the 21 already if they were, because these other two are not fucking doing the business. Yeah, no. Um, Look, what a great time to, I mean, to take the, to get the Sharks when, with all the injuries that we mentioned previously. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing. You remember we played the Titans last week, yeah? Yeah, and you lost. Yes. Still, the Titans are like a team, that's like a good team. With half their players injured, yeah, that's true. Out through injury, then you're kind of approximating a team that's slightly better than the Titans. Yes. So, um, so which means like it's a, it it should be a great close match. The I'm I'm fucking I'm I'm hurt by depth here. On one hand, I'm all for I, uh, CG getting benched to teach him something. On the other hand, it means our starting prop is Tim Grant. Uh, yeah. Um. Fuck. I. I hope that he just really wants to play first grade again and he rips in and, and absolutely destroys everyone he comes in contact with. Tamau now has the captaincy all to himself. Tamau has the captaincy. Um, and I didn't realise it was a playoff. I don't think... I thought it was just I everyone was a captain. Was. Yeah, I thought it was everyone's a captain. But they're like, oh, now that that uh, process has completed, we have deemed that James Tamau will be the captain. Maybe Nathan got home last week and said, I don't want to be captain. Oh, maybe he said fine. Sounds a bit. You sound a little bit like a like like Kim Hughes, <laughs> the twelfth man version. <laughs> <laughs> um, Penrith thirteen plus. Put your house on. Unlikely. I think I'll be tipping. Hey, incidentally, I tipped the Titans. Changed it on the afternoon of the game. Just just got a vibe. Oh, well, I said you're a shit cunt human. And uh, and and you know what. If Cheekam had known his fucking role and got tackled with the ball, I would have gone out of eight for the week. <laughs> uh, the doggies take on the rabbits at ANZ. Look, the rabbits are rolling along pretty nicely at the moment. Um, you got Burgess back in, um, in the starting lineup. Yep. Uh, look, the doggies, even if this were an up week, 
their forwards cannot fucking contend with the, you know, the Burgesses rolling at them and Damien Cook flying out of fucking dummy. No. They can't, not even on their no. best day. And so for that reason, Sharks easily put a score on. Rabbits. So Sharks, yeah, Rabbits, my mistake. These are... Uh, these shit teams that should be kicked out of the comp start bleeding together after a while, <laughs> uh, after 11 p.m. <laughs> the Storm take on the Roosters down there at the Korean Housewife. Top of the table clash. Um, the the two most consistent and best performing sides across the competition this season so far. Um, this, we always, I mean, well, you know, I always kind of defer to Melbourne at home and, you know, when in doubt, go with that. Yeah. But they got Vooney back, and so Shandor's dropped, uh, as he would have been anyway, and they would have you know, just found some fucking grave digger from, <laughs> from Bellamy's fucking Rolodex to, yeah. <laughs> to, to play. Um, the Roosters have got uh, letters coming back. I think, yeah, this is the one game where I really have to pause and think, I feel that the Roosters are travelling better. I mean, the Storm are winning their games and they're grinding out some some very tough, close wins. No matter how poorly they play, they just seem to get it done. Mm. But if they put on that poor shit that they did in the first half versus the uh, the Cowboys, and if they put on the almost entire game performance they put on against the Dogs the week before, Roosters will fucking roll them. I would suggest that the Roosters have fewer weaknesses across the park. Melbourne have switched off a little bit lately. They have a very consistent level of perform base level performance as a side. Yep. However, I think at this early stage of the season, and you know, this this you know probably won't hold for the entire year, but at this stage, early on where teams don't have their combinations fully working mm-hmm. the way they should be, the Roosters are the most complete looking version yes. of themselves out of these two, you know, yeah, certainly. Correct. No, I'm tipping roosters. It's only roosters, and I, I don't know what the tipping is on this. What the what the the, the TAB is saying on this, but I would imagine it'd be an upset for the roosters to win down there. But in, in any case, going for the roosters. Warriors take on the Cowboys at Mount Smart Stadium. Blake Green is back, mm. unless he late withdraws his his side again and dumps him in the shit. Um, Cowboys, what have we got here? What's going on with obviously Nanny, no, McDo- obviously Nanny McDonald's got no, you know knocked. Storm and Roosters are both at a dollar ninety. Okay, there you go. Mm. I'm sure it wasn't like that when I actually ended my tips earlier today, so it's it's firmed up one way or the other. Um, okay, so Scott Bolton's coming back, you know, following his uh, you know little rapey rapey whatever it was that he did. <laughs> uh, oh, it's only a couple of weeks now until he does his he does his uh, speech to all the clubs and shit. Yes, yeah, three or four weeks. Um, Justin O'Neill replaces Nanny McDonald. That is a massive net loss <laughs> right there. And uh, as the artist playing, he is. Yes. Okay. So cause I th- he was in some doubt, I thought, as well. Um, look, I don't, I don't think it uh, particularly matters. If the, wa- uh, if the Warriors-, Warriors can get opportunities out wide, I don't think there's any way that they compete, that the Cowboys compete defensively with, with what people like Fuss can throw at them. Really, I think the Cowboys can only hold them for a certain amount of time. And if they win, it will be by dragging them into an ugly sort of encounter where they can force them to make mistakes that or are in their game. That's it. Or, you know, yeah, like last week when their try came from from TMM 
pouncing on a, a spilled ball. Yep. That sort of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when you look at it, when you look at it on paper, you're like, my God, the Warriors should fucking just obliterate them. There's 20 points a week in that Warriors squad on paper. Yeah, at least. Yeah. At least. But uh, look, yeah, I'm going to tip the Warriors at home yep. anyway, especially after the good showing last week. The Dragons take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Wynn Stadium. No changes to the squad for the Dragons. They had no changes for the Manly squad as well, but I do know that Fanua Blake has copped a two-week suspension. So in that case, I believe Toff Sipley will start in his place and Morgan Boyle, who is a, a mid-season acquisition, who's uh, came from the Titans, I believe, and played about 17 or so games, first grade games for them. And apparently he's killing it, been killing it in Reggie's. And I believe that he is in 20 at the moment, but I think that he may move on to the uh, yeah, make his debut for the club. Problem with this game is, while I'm super confident about the way that Manly are playing and defending at the moment, especially when you put it in relation to the fact that the the game against the Dogs, the Dragons had, any team that had pride in their goal line defence mm. would have cut off a minimum 50% of those, of those yeah, shitty true. tries they scored. True. And so I have a lot of confidence. However, while I hate statistics and histories and everything, it's we never fucking win at Win Stadium. Like never. It just it just doesn't fucking happen. And so for that reason, I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, just through not, nothing to do with personnel or anything like that on either side. It's just some of these hoodoos of. Are there and they just never seem to fucking change, yeah. and that's the biggest reservation I have about it. Because otherwise, I mean, the sides playing well despite some key outs. I think for Newell Blake being out is massive. Yep. I mean, because he's just just a fucking beast. Uh, but you know, if if it means that you know one of these other guys that steps up in his in the void that he's created can team up with Tapao maybe and you know get something going that you know that, yeah. that ultimately benefits our prop rotation down the line, then I'm all for it. But um, it's going to be a tough one. Dragons. The Titans take on the Knights. Sorry, Manly 13 plus. Uh, Titans take on the Knights at, uh, at the Hope Solo. Shannon Boyd is back. Jared Wallace was suspended. And um, Brimson is uh, has a thumb injury, doesn't he? That's unfortunate. Mm. The Knights. Okay, so Guerra's obviously gone because, I mean... You know, and they talk about, you know, when people yeah. do the steps in, in, in basketball, they talk about, you know, breaking someone's ankles. Well, it actually literally fucking happened yeah. on this occasion. And Aguero, he's gone for God knows how long. I haven't seen something like that since. You remember that old kickboxing video from like the early yeah. days of the internet? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. The guy blocks a yeah. kick with his shin and yeah. then he goes to step on it and it's just yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. And you see that, that, was that WWE one with, with with Sid Vicious jumping off the top rope and, la- and breaking his leg when he landed like in the, and it's just that's Ooh, fucking disgusting yeah, as well. Yeah. I know that one too. Um, so Herman Sese, he's really out of favour of that club. Hey, mm. I saw I heard, who was it that was going to pick? You know, there's potential like a mid-season buy, like someone would be buying him mid-season to get him off there. So I don't know what he's. I mean, to get on the wrong side of a super coach like Brownie, you must be a really good player. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's. It's just hard to it's 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 hard to tip against the Knights because they're playing the Titans. But they're playing. Hope Solo. But the Titans are a side that can get a roll on when things are going great. And the Knights do some stupid fucking shit. You're right. And it's becoming abundantly clear 
that Nathan Brown is not a very good coach. I am tipping the Titans. Oof. I don't know if I can go so far as tipping them, but it's it's something that I definitely I'm considering. It's probably the hardest game for me to pick of the week. The Raiders take on the Broncos down in Canberra. Tapanese injured, otherwise unchanged. Matt Lodge is out. Payne Haas uh, shifts the prop, and uh, David Fafida comes into the starting side. Look, it's hard to tip the Broncos at the moment, and you know what? The they're not travelling that great. They're not re- they not really offering even much in attack. Yeah, and even if they were, Canberra's defence is it's it's, it's solid, solid. It's solid so far. Yeah, and so if they were even even if nothing else were to happen other than Canberra defending solidly, I still feel that there's enough Leipana bullshit. Yes, to get them enough points to beat this Brisbane Broncos yep. side. And so for that reason, Canberra, congratulations, you're winning again. Yep. The Eels take on the Tigers at Wankbest Stadium. The uh, premier or the anchor tenants, West Tigers, first to sign their contract, um, take on the Parramatta Eels in what is supposed to be their home So field. the Tigers are, let's say, the Luke Brooks in this situation. Yes. Nice. The Eels... But in this ultimate reality, everyone else signed on as well. They didn't fuck off to better places. <laughs> uh, who we got here? Oregon Kafusi and Ray Stone on the bench. They've dropped Kane Evans and Gower. So that's a... Uh, well, they've dropped them out of the 17 anyway at this stage, so I can't see them come back. The Tigers, no changes to the 21-man uh, squad. And... No Fergo. No Fergo. Well, you know, this is the thing. He's been named inside. Didn't he go off his ribs? Okay, so here's the situation. It's a it's really more a matter of what the situation with the nose is than the ribs, because generally with rib injuries, it's more about it, it's more about how much pain the player can tolerate. With, yeah. yeah, versus like it, it actually being something that prevents them from yeah. playing. However, you know, obviously a player with rib injury elects to play and just gets fucking hammered yeah. in the ribs yeah. all game. Yeah, what what effect that has. I mean, you know, I guess you just needle up, but you would have to think that he, he's either not going to be there or he's going to be severely compromised, even with the nose thing. I mean, yeah, you can't hit people in the head. You can do plenty. But there's tackles. plenty of contact that can happen to yeah, heads. Well, in it, the, it's yeah. like what Camber were doing last week. Every time he was tackled after that happened, yeah, every time he was tackled, they'd brush their hands over his face yeah. as they were getting up. Yep. And it was completely... And it's even when you sw- you turn him on the back and then you sort of, you know, pivot your body, like, you know, yeah. s- across his across his face, then stand up, you That's know, things it. like like Shit like that. It fucking hurts. It mounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to be... At best, he's going to be severely compromised. Rough one. It is a rough one, though. I mean, you know, the, the eels can stay in a grind... For a long period of time, but the Tigers... If the Tigers get out to a good start here... I think even if the Tigers can can maintain parity for the first 50, 60 yeah. minutes, I think they'll come, they finish over the top of them because I think they've got a superior level of fitness to a lot of sides. True. And I, and I think they can finish strong. Um, and a, a sloppy Parramatta is, is something Josh Reynolds could take full advantage of. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one to actually... To pick the winner, though, isn't it? I was going to say flip a coin for the home team, but they're both fucking home teams. Yep, yep, they're both home teams. <sighs> Look, I think with no confidence, 
I'm going to tip the Tigers. Yeah, same. So maybe that's the, uh, and then I look at what I put in on sports bet and I, uh, on uh, on footy tips. Sorry, and I think I tip the Eels. So there you go. There you fucking go. But um, that's called hedging. Yeah. So look, I think it's actually going to be the Eels that win now, uh, based on my my previous thoughts. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Eels. You get to win at your um, pseudo home ground that is really a soccer stadium. for the mailbag this week that's not to say that there wasn't any mailbag stuff i just fucking obviously i forgot um however great job from biggest tiger uh, giving us some tool tourist sticker updates from uh henson park birchgrove oval and like uh to say they're still in um in play the first time he actually like included in the tweet the 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 hash there's not the hashtag sorry the the handle for like art oval and he's saying it's still Whoops. it's still up there i said well yeah i mean not anymore <laughs> you've given them a picture of where it actually is <laughs> but uh yeah interested to see where the new ones uh the, the new stickers come up to um forked out a little bit extra to get them die cut as well you know you know the shape of them like the you know yeah, the triangle yeah, edges get, rather than get clear or white you know like that on the edges they're actually going to be die cut as well so yep. they're looking good and um went through the proofs and everything on friday i think it was and so they're all uh they're in, in production as is the rest of the stuff as well so um yeah looking forward to all of that stuff and um I have to remind me. I have to I have to show you the the, the coffee thing as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, once once we get the you know I'll get, grab the proofs and I can put them up in there for people who become members as well. Um, and yeah, on the subject of memberships, they are now closed. All the items are in production. Um, we probably won't have any polos left. I, I, maybe some XLs. I think. I think I went over it with a couple of XLs. Um, that but, was fucking record time. Yeah, we will. We will have. I, I've made sure I. I got like you know probably an additional sort of ten ten percent of cups as well. Like yep. just just if we want to give them away, you know, with competitions and you know stuff like that, and, and you know we'll probably chuck them up for sale. As well, any surplus items, um, and uh, that's it for three fourteen. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, as always, interact with us on Twitter at TWI League. Interact with us on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League, and get on Facebook and look for hashtag Twill Nation. Hit the group, and uh, if you're not in there already, and it's great. We're getting like it's you know like 30, 40 a week. You know, new coming in there, so it's building. Mm. It's almost tripled since the off season, so uh, which is good to see. And uh, some good chat in there as well. And I, I love the I love the threaded nature, just the organisation of. There's a thread and it's about the thing that it's about and it's all in there. And, yep. then, and then there's the next thing. Yep. And you're not having like, you know, 10 conversations at in once month, like yeah. in, in in Twitter with, you know, various people bombarding. So, it's great. Um, iTunes, uh, to get, it's fu- fucking weird. The way that Apple have, have fucked around with the algorithm again over the last sort of six to eight months, it's it's weird. I have no fucking idea. No. That, they've tweaked it again. Shout out to, um, fuck, I'm sorry, dude. I forget who it was, whoever you are. But somebody sent us an article about how Apple do the algorithm for podcasts. Oh, did they? Yeah. Where did they send that to? I, I, I don't know. I didn't read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> send it. To, send it to me, and because uh, yeah, because I, I am interested. I mean, it would have to. It would have to be speculation though, because I mean, it's not like they don't reveal anything about it. No. So it's what someone's you know probably trying to figure out. That's the it. Latest, yeah. Um, but in any case, you can help us by uh, subscribing. 
to the show on iTunes if you haven't already. If you have, you can unsubscribe and subscribe again. That actually fucking works, strangely enough. Um, but reviews are also huge. So uh, take yourself to the podcast section on iTunes, go to the sports and recreation category, and uh, we're in the What's Hot section um, usually. Uh, check there, click in the show, choose a rating, star rating, leave a review. And we got uh, one from Mario Siegs. So I guess it's an updated one because I'm sure he would have done one in the past. But uh, the Manly Seagulls of podcast, five stars. The title says it all. If there are any podcasts better than this one, they're probably filthy cheats like the Melbourne Storm and do not deserve any time in your ears. Tell them to go to hell and switch to this instead. Footy tips. I'll tell you, I'm not appearing in the 10, but I made a fucking... That 7 out of 8 gave me a gigantic <laughs> move. I went from literally about 107th yeah. to inside the top 40 and, I, and only like one or two points out of the top 10. So it's fucking crazy. Very congested at this stage. Things that's... Um, so it's better than trying to do it at round 15 or something when you've got to make up like fucking 12 points or something. Uh, Claire Simo maintains the lead. Well, fuck me. What have we got? One, two, three, four. That's fantastic. We've got a five-way tie on top. And I promise I won't mistake Claire with other Manly fans. That was just an excuse, though. You didn't mistake No, him. I legit did. I was that tired. <laughs> Claire Simo, Thakos, Axes On, Toozy, and Benji's Power Band all on top. And uh, Claire just narrowly on the for and against thing you know the margins yep by one point oh and then then from two to three it's another point as well so it's very fucking Jesus. close up the top there uh then from five through to sorry six through to ten also uh they're on 28 points one point back and we've got simon f lance hardwood that guy's a fucking porn star for sure hebs pele and matt f rounding out the top 10 Supercoach, the notorious PODs, they're going to fucking win it all. They've been on top since day one, and they don't have a, a huge lead on uh, on second place. But we've got a couple, we've got four of the teams now inside the top thousand, so good on you, fellas. And they are the notorious PODs, Lightning Tips, Toto's Terrors, and uh, Amphi's Roosters. Then further back, we've got Sam Seals, the Hot Cosby's, Turned Down for What, the Engine Room, <laughs> Dingbats, and Super Turbo Bros. So congratulations to our top 10. Uh, keep up the good work. And that is it. I don't have anything else to add. Do it quickly. Yeah. You know, I was thinking we really should start doing, and I so, don't know if we can or if it's too late. Oh, we probably can. You know that- I'll say without knowing what you're going to say next. You know that Fraser <laughs> and income? Oh, yes. You know how many votes primaries you got? It was something like, like 18 or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So you want to get someone into the Senate. Why the fuck are we not running? Stepdad for the Senate. <laughs> well, okay. So this is a very, I mean, you've, you've given this virtually no thought. Yep. Do you have any policies in which you go, I mean, let's face it, you know, you, you, you're not, not going to have much of a mandate if it only takes 18 votes to get in, but- I am pro-receptacle. What are you going to do to stop little little cunts putting an egg on your head? You know, I, I believe in freedom of eggs. <laughs> also- I hate fucking vegans, so I True. welcome people smashing eggs on me. All right. And so, sorry, what was the, the, the first thing I missed? I'm, I cut you off when you were talking I, about something about receptacles. I have a pro-receptacle policy. What does that mean? It means I enjoy receptacles. Yeah, okay. So so, so do we all. And why do, why vote for you, though? Well, I will promise. Oh, here we go. I like this already. Receptacle farms <laughs> in every major city. Fuck me. Okay, so okay, so am I? Am I uh, so I've just solved two problems. If I'm paraphrasing, you're talking about some sort of sex slavery ring. Well, think of it this way: I've just solved two major problems. We're not going to have any more of those incel cunts walking around trying to shoot everyone. Okay, because they won't be incel anymore. 
So what? So okay. So so you get like an, an incel. Let's like just like for argument's sake, say his name's James. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and so so and so he's he's like I'm I'm gonna go and shoot up mosques in Christchurch, and then and then stepdad comes in with his plan that does what to prevent that. Well, he won't even get to that level of anger because because he can take his frustration at the shit bulldogs play out at one of stepdad's government funded receptacle farms. So these are essentially essentially brothels. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And he But can, they're what they're free though, because they're government subsidized. Well, so no, he free. can use his Centrelink card. Okay. And put a PIN number in. But I've solved two issues. No more incels wanting to shoot up mosques. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten everyone off Manus Island. But you won't say okay. So, so you're just going to turn the the uh, the detained the, the detained refugees into prostitutes? Well, that's what would have happened to them anyway if they'd have got here. <laughs> <laughs> the I think tra- that, I think you and Fraser Annie are going to be cannibalising <laughs> both of each other at this point. <laughs> Human trafficking is a thing. <laughs> um, I'm pro rugby league expansion. Okay. So where would you? I mean, obviously, I mean, as a, as an Australian politician, you, you know, that takes any like New Zealand cities off the thing. So where are you going to expand to Perth? Or are you going to expand to Central Coast, Adelaide, Second Brisbane side? Well, no, it, it has to be Perth. Okay. And I will have a government funded. What's that fucking referendum mm. on which team goes to Perth? Okay. And then I'll just send the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So so it actually it'll actually be more like a plebiscite. It'll be like a non-binding thing where you just want to hear what people have to say, but you're going to send the sharks over I anyway. Call you all plebs and say fuck off sharks. Yeah. Rugby league is a subject in schools. Okay. And so what would it be like the history or is it like PE like where you're learning to play it or fucking everything. Okay. Get some appreciation in these little millennial cunts. Yep. Sounds good. Free public transport to games so Manly fans can travel. Well, I mean, I travel to the Lang Park because it's free public transport to games up here. That's it. So. I'm improving the nation. I've low- I've just lowered crime. I've- not a lot of crime coming from North Shore, let's be real. <laughs> no, with fucking Chapo's not shooting anyone. Oh, okay, yeah. Terrorism. You've not- you've, you've, you've actually You've actually- Cured terrorism. That's it. I've just helped. I've just done what that handsome young lady hasn't been able to do. Yep. Okay. Everyone, or, or any political party in the world. Everyone from Manus is here, living yep. in harmony. Yep. Everyone's happy. Surely we could get more than twenty <laughs> votes on that. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, would you rather be in in uh, you know in a in a squalid detention on an island, or getting railed by people that no one else wants to fuck? I mean. <laughs> The scales yeah. are fairly balanced. <laughs> but afterwards, yeah. there's no Westfields on Manus Island, is there? Yeah, that's true. I'm not keeping them prisoner. There's no, no snail trails on Manus Island either. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, do you have any? Looking nine to five. <laughs> no, I'm done. All right. Stepdad in the Senate, vote. All right. I need political power. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>